0: all right we have a returning guest it is of course hoop aka mike returning to lulls for the first time and i believe about eight months one of our most popular shows last time hoop was on we'll see what we have in store for us today it's lulls with pete and brick let's go I, does he think it's i think he thinks this he thinks this is a go vegas dave thinks this is a go hot naked girls doing yoga what? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs>
1: Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you.
0: And I'm absolutely begging you <laughs> not to do us. Please, Please don't do us. All right, we got the chat going. GM's around. We got ships in the chat. We got Hoop back in the lull streets. Welcome back to the show, Mike
2: yeah It uh feels good to be back uh, what eight nine months ago uh, I watched the uh, year in review show and uh, was at that top spot for 2023 <laughs> yeah. in terms of your most viewed shows um, I don't know if we can get there in 2024 but man <laughs> let's uh let, let's give it a shot and see, see what we can do here.
0: Yeah, I mean Brian I mean we, it doesn't matter we talked about you know hot naked yoga fish gloves even that can't top a a hoop show when it comes to views no
1: no maybe we should combine the two hoop (laughs) and hot naked yoga and we'll get over 20 i think there's
2: something there live streaming hoop hot naked yoga. i mean we could we could get there i mean we we could we can make something happen
0: that's right um yeah thank you to everyone in the chat looks like we got some of the the ship it nation crew have you guys co-opted the rocket emoji is that synonymous with your brand now
2: yeah, we got it copyrighted. Like, you, like you can't use it unless you're you're part of the the ship and nation community, or yeah. you're gonna get a, a letter in the mail.
0: Where where's our fans? We we should the lol sh- We should we kind of co opted the the toxic waste emoji. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: So we we stopped that bit. We stopped that bit a while ago. <laughs>
0: With that, because we started encouraging toxicity in the space. <laughs> we started stoking the flames of toxicity.
1: Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we need. We need uh uh Uh, not financial advice not uh entertainment purposes only don't sue us don't dupe us (laughs) simple
0: yeah Uh, also i just saw this sorry Hoop. this has nothing to do with you real quick but i just want people were tagging brian in a top shop post yesterday i just want to let everyone know like how this sausage got made to brian ending up people wondering what was going on we were on the swole cast I made a comment about how I need to be better about like pulling off all my random crypto in spots that I'll forever forget about. And and Davis was like, Oh yeah, we still co-own this moment. So he hops in the DMS and he's saying to Brian, like fire sale, everything. We're already so fucking underwater on this shit that it doesn't matter. Davis is claiming that he has pieces to top shot moments that he doesn't even own. Then Brian's buying and selling moments. I just want to know Davis caused that shit storm yesterday, Brian.
1: He did, yeah, he did. Um, is that surprise you, Pete? Is that surprise you? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, Travis here we he go. He Says he bought his top shots because Brian told me. Entertainment
1: purposes only. <laughs> Scrolling yeah. at the bottom of every episode.
2: How far? I'm, how far off is the top shot stuff from its well, like from its peak?
1: Still. Way down. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably like like from fifty k to like five k. Like, you yeah. know like that kind of thing yeah. yeah did you ever get in those streets hoop and
2: I'm, I'm so bad with all that stuff like i'm the i'm the idiot that like was against bitcoin and everything never did any of it and i bought bitcoin at like when it was at like 60k so like i just i i've alleviated myself from that space like i am not good at that i'll, I'll stick with what i do best i'm a i'm a musher in that uh
0: in that department you're about back to even on your 60k purchase really is it all the way back up i should, should check it it's out. pumping all right,
2: all right. Well, may yeah. have to get back in. And, and, and uh, with the money you saved
1: by not doing Top Shot, you're well ahead. Yeah, you're uh, well I'm, ahead. Not. I'm not to But so, I did some of the other stuff. What was the
2: one? The uh, Deep Brain Chain or whatever that everyone was on. Remember that Empire was pumping it for a while. Oh, DVC. What... Yeah, a Deep Brain Chain or something. Yeah, I lost a shit ton of money on that too. So <laughs> I'm just not good in that in that department. <laughs> is,
1: that, is that why he left Twitter? Because the Deep Brain <laughs> could chain. be.
2: Uh, I, will where, say, where though, I will say though. I will say. In, in regards to empire stuff, he was saying hundred percent true because I was involved in those streets as well. And there was not good stuff happening in those. Three oh mans. yeah. We I did. Was, we uh, a... that yeah. What, yeah,
0: what, was what was he, 10K... what was he saying hoop that you were privy to?
2: Well, I'm just saying the the collusion stuff in those 10 K three mans, five K three mans, like there, that's hundred percent, hundred percent true. There is no denying it. The facts are there. I have um, contests where you, you, you can see, I mean, it's, yeah, that was factual
0: stuff. Did um, were you part of the crew that was able to profit off of uh parlay picker? You know, spending Shahid Khan's money on on Fanduel.
2: Yeah, I definitely w- was in some uh, parlay picker contests. So um, yeah, I'd have to go back and see what the results were. But based on uh, the ba- based on the way it went from him, I'm assuming there was uh, some profit there.
0: Yeah, uh, ha- have the Jags asked you to return any <laughs> of the money?
2: No, I must not have won enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we last we had you on, I, I checked, I believe it was May. So we're coming up on like eight, nine months last year when you uh, started Ship It Nation. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, even at the time, I remember asking you about Randone. And Randone was on the team. And then shortly after that, Randone was no longer on the team. Do you have an update on what happened with that?
2: <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't see, uh, see the show starting like this, but you know, it, Randone you did,
0: that's what we do around here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. Uh, no, Randone, I mean, a, as he posted, I believe on, on Twitter, he made a comment that he's just like, you know, out of the space and, um, you know, Nothing in particular right out of the gates, but it, it was clear it wasn't going to work. Um, we mutually parted ways, and um, you know I, I think he's in a better spot, and and we are as well. And um, no hard feelings. I hope he's doing well, um, but uh, yeah, no juicy details on that. It's just he's out of the space. He hasn't been back as far as I know, and wish him nothing but the best. You
1: know, even even though Randone's blocked me now, Pete, I I, I want Randone back in DFS. I always thought it was it was kind of fun. And um, he's a Lowe's legend, right? So we had to, you know, you got to bring yeah, him and don't upset. Yeah,
2: no, I will say, I mean, in in terms of what he he did content wise, I, I still stand by the statement. I believe when I was on here last, I think I, I said that everyone was going to be um, pleasantly surprised or something with what he contributes. I think he's he's good at what he does. He's good on the shows. He he, he knew uh, MLB DFS quite well. I still stand by that that statement. He's a good guy.
0: What was the, cause we did a show and I, I legitimately barely remember the details now, but there was some weird stuff going on with the YouTube where it was like his old yeah. YouTube channel that yeah. was co-opted. What, what was the whole unfurling of events with that YouTube channel?
2: Yeah. So yeah, just to be honest, when we launched uh ship It nation, um, you know, we were in talks and he's like, yeah, you know, I have this YouTube channel that I used to use. I no longer use it, it as 30,000 subscribers. Um, you guys want to just go ahead and use it for the business. I was like, yeah, that sounds way better than starting with zero. Um, It probably wasn't the smartest move out of the gate because I don't think it did us any favors. I mean, the the numbers immediately went down. You're not getting as, you know, you think, okay, if I start with 30,000 subscribers versus zero, I'm going to get all these views right out of the gate. Well, that wasn't the case. I mean, he used the channel, I think it was like for lifestyle stuff or things with his wife and girlfriend. So like it didn't do anything. It didn't move the needle for shipping nation at all um and it probably set us back a little bit because then we did eventually have to start at zero and when we parted ways we you know he took the channel back and we started at zero so it probably uh you know cost us a little bit i mean you're not not like you're making a shit ton of money on youtube streaming unless you know it's you guys i mean you guys are at the top in this industry of the the youtube streaming stuff but little guys like us we're not making a ton on those, uh, on the YouTube show. So again, um, you know, he took the channel back and probably was a dumb move from the beginning and, you know, you, you learn and uh, kind of move on.
0: Yeah. It's why, I mean, did you hear, so Jack Settleman, who I do some shows with, he had run up a YouTube channel up to 600,000 subs just by posting short form yeah, videos like absolutely. highlights. And then he ended up having to delete the channel because they'd post long form content or go live and there'd be like 20 people watching. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't build a channel based on like what you do and deliver that over and over, like the people in the algorithm just do not care.
2: Yeah, that yeah, is wild how it works because you just think, you just look at the numbers and you're like, all right, you know, you're starting with these this big base of people that can potentially see, but there's so much more that goes into it that uh, I clearly don't understand, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot.
0: Um. So yeah, so that, that, so you guys got off to a bumpy start. What's kind of like the uh, state of the uh, the nation, the ship it nation, uh, so to speak, right now?
2: Yeah. So very. You know. You know. We started out just uh, MLB and, and PGA content, and as time went on, we grew. We brought on Title and Big Marley to cover MMA. They do a phenomenal job there. Obviously, we had a, a pretty big NFL season showdown stuff. We had a couple millimaker winners in our community um added nhl as well nba um you know pga started back up here and then obviously the the big news for us recently was the merger with uh, degenerate 75 uh and his community and and that's been in the works for like a a couple months now Uh, a lot of meetings a lot of behind the scenes sort of thing and kind of just launched it um uh, yesterday was the official uh day where we launched it we had announced it uh, last week but very excited for that as well like all his you know visions and and uh you know, goals kind of align with what we're trying to do with m- myself and Tambo and our team. So it just made a lot of sense. And that's kind of the the big thing uh, that we have going right
0: now. Brian, you you had mentioned you had seen a photo of uh, a Ship It Nation Super Bowl party that Hoop wasn't at. And you were trying to figure out what that meant.
1: <laughs> I saw a few Ship It Nation posts over the weekend. Yeah, one was their Super Bowl party. I'm like, where's Hoop at in that picture? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. you were-
2: yeah, I wasn't there. I, w- I I didn't make it out there. So we the whole team went out for the uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open. Uh, my son had a baseball turn- tournament on Saturday, so it really didn't work out well with the, the flights and all that. So we had the whole team out there, uh, Degenerate 75, and his team were out there, and they had a good time. I mean, I know there's some issues getting into the golf event and what whatnot, and they cut off alcohol sales. But, uh, yeah, the team was out there from, like, Thursday through Monday, I believe. And they had a good time. But, yeah, I, I wasn't there.
1: <laughs> I – um. I did I did his podcast like a year ago maybe less than that. Yeah. And you know he just randomly asked me to to do it like some people told him that maybe I'd be a good guest or something. And um yeah, it was fun, but what surprised me was like his following at that time wasn't huge, but like I got I picked up like more followers than any show I've ever been on, like by a yeah.
2: lot. Just so Yeah, over the last like 3 months obviously, I've obviously been following his stuff very closely. He has a very passionate and loyal group of people that are uh, supporting him. And he does a really good job on the streams. very interactive and does content, I think, in a a different way than a lot of people in this space. You know, a lot of people, if they're going to go on and talk about PGA DFS, including myself, like I do it, we do it on our shows too, where you're just going to go through and talk about each guy in each range, blah, blah, blah. And it it gets boring, gets repetitive. He has a totally different approach to it. And, you know, people really enjoy his style. He's very committed to it, very committed to the showdown stuff. I mean, you've you've seen like his logo a lot of times. These guys are shipping contests using his showdown stuff, round two, round three, round four, good ownership. A lot of other spots in the industry, you know, they don't even really change their projections for round two, round three, round four. They just kind of roll it out all the way through based off their main projections. He's in there grinding every single Um, slate, every single showdown slate, and it's made a big difference. But his, I mean, I think it was a year and a half, and he's built a a pretty big base of people over that time. Uh, Really good dude as well, and it just kind of worked out perfectly with what we're trying to do.
0: So how does that work? I'm curious, um, you know, I saw his announcement video, but I don't know yeah. a lot of the other details. Like, are your Discords merging? Is yeah. he still keeping his YouTube account? Is he an owner in the site? I'm sure people are yeah. kind of interested in those machinations.
2: Yeah, so now yeah, he's an owner, partner at, at Ship It Nation. We will be merging his Discord uh, community over to our Discord community and all his content, which there's going to be a little... Uh, Waiting period here, but all his content within the next week or two will eventually be over at shipitnation.com. A lot of there's a group of people that obviously had subscriptions to both us and him. You know, we both pride ourselves on keeping our our, our price tags low and affordable for people. So there was a, a chunk of people that had both, so we kind of had to work out the schematics there. But at the end of the day, uh, everybody is going to be taken care of. Um, it's a situation where everyone's getting more. Anyone that was paying at Ship It Nation, anyone that was paying at Degen 75, they're now going to get more content um, for the same or uh, lower price tag. And that's something that's uh, not going to change for us
1: moving forward. How does a deal like that come together? Do you, you contact yeah, so, them?
2: Yeah, so, we, uh, so Tambo and Dijen have been doing uh, a few shows together through the NFL season, through the PGA season. Um, degenerates um, content. Like he's just doing, you know, PGA, PGA showdown, NFL, and college football. We're at the point now where we're kind of hitting all the the main sports. So he wanted to be able to offer all his people a more, you know, uh, encompassing package with all the other sports they need instead of having to push them elsewhere. So just amongst doing shows and content with him kind of just got in the conversation like listen like this is a a rare situation where I think everybody can kind of benefit if we just kind of bring this all together Um, you know with this deal we now have all the eight main sports on DraftKings with projections with ownership core plays you know we do slate plans player pools that sort of thing so it offers both our communities you know way more content for the same price so yeah you know just by doing content with them, we kind of started having these conversations. I don't know, it was probably back in November, um, you know, went back and forth for a while and, and kind of just came to an agreement on it. That it just makes sense. It's kind of a rare situation where I think everyone kind of wins. We win, he wins, his members win, our members win. So exciting stuff.
0: So does that like becoming owner? I mean, obviously that gives him, you know, equity. Like if you guys were to ever mm-hmm. sell is then, and then is it just uh, a rev share? element to to that is that what that means
2: yeah so i mean he'll be you know a a business owner at at it nation Uh, if we ever sell like he would get his percentage if we do distributions he would get his percentage and i will say because you guys know last time i was on here i had made some business mistakes in the past we got the legal documents this time around (laughs) boys
0: (laughs) we got the legal
2: documents this time around
0: i was gonna ask like you know, because you were, you know, a founding member at RunPure. How different are your responsibilities now as a founding member of Shipit versus then? Are you are you more hands on with some of this business stuff, or like what are the differences then and now?
2: I'd say, honestly, pretty pretty similar. Uh, me and Tambo from the beginning kind of split duties. I've always I have a financial background, so even at RunPure, I was handling fi- the financial stuff. Over here, I'm kind of doing that. Uh, Tambo. kind of has taken the lead on content creation, managing the team, I will say, you know, getting, you know, I knew Tambo pretty well, but getting to know him more on like a business level. um, He's probably the hardest working guy that I've ever encountered in this industry. The guy does not sleep. He's very passionate about it. He has done a a ton to grow this business. Um, And, you know, couldn't imagine a better business partner i mean he, he's a phenomenal guy and his work ethic is like none other but in terms of the the day-to-day stuff for me i'd say you know pr- pretty similar um again i kind of handle the financial stuff that's what i've done in the past at you know my jobs and other careers and it's kind of kind of you know fits me well and, and what i'm kind of good at doing what's what's your staff size up to now well, uh, you know, as you guys know, I mean, we've kind of taken a little bit of a different approach than a lot of these sites in the industry where you're seeing uh, other places kind of just bring on names and hoping that, you know, their screenshots are going to lead to to people coming over and signing up at the, the website. And that's not necess- I mean, that's something that I've seen and I just don't think it necessarily works. So we're keeping uh, a small, small team and you know, managing to accomplish this with that small team we have, you know, outside of me and Tambo prior to the uh, Degenerate merger, seven, eight guys, I'd say, is the where we're at.
0: I'm always fascinated, you know, for like, DFS companies, fantasy, whatever content companies like it's obvious you can make a good living and, and keep things lean and not too complicated, or you can try to scale and you know you yeah. hire more people, you might have to pull back if the revenue's there. like where do you guys fall on that spectrum? Like are you content kind of like, hey, we like what we have going, we want to serve these customers, or is it grow, 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 grow?
2: Uh, so for us, we want to find that happy balance, be able to grow, be able to offer our customer base more while keeping the prices low. And the only way you can truly keep the, the prices low is not having this big team because once you start adding on, you want to keep adding because you say, man, I want to have the biggest, I want to have the best team. I want people to look at us and say, we have all these people doing content. I have to get, get over there. I have to, to sign up. And from what I've seen, it just, it doesn't really work that way. So we want to find the balance of being able to grow and do big things while keeping our team relatively small, which creates good opportunity for everyone involved. I mean, that's a commitment that we've made to all the people that do content on our site, like you're going to come on. Yeah, you might have to do some extra work. But the bigger we get, the bigger your role can potentially be because there's not going to be as many people competing with those those roles and those opportunities to do more for us. So, um, you know, it's the, the business model that we're going to kind of stick to moving forward. I don't, don't anticipate it changing.
1: How how big are you guys into like sports uh sports betting affiliates? Like, did you guys get the, the affiliate deals with DraftKings and FanDuel and everyone? Yeah, no, didn't didn't really get into that. I mean, it is pretty
2: difficult to, to do all that. It, it seems like you almost need to like hire it out or, or bring someone on board that kind of specializes in it. Um, I know if, if you have it set up properly and, and you're able to to get everything you know structured, like you can make a shit ton of money on it, but it, it's nothing that we've gotten into a, at this point. Just kind of a firm believer in, in focusing on what you do best, stick to it, improve and, and make it better and uh, you know, that sort of route. But yeah, we don't have any of those deals. My,
1: my, my intuition is it's actually probably not like a huge I I imagine like a lot of the money was made in these first three years. It has to like be, you yeah. still would, you'd still probably wanna sign up, like, you know, just thinking from a business perspective but yeah i've heard the same thing it's really hard you have to like send in your your, your fingerprints and stuff oh yeah yeah like, you have to get like ridiculous. in some of the
2: states you have to get like a, a an official like gaming license yeah. like there, there's a lot that goes it's, into it's it. ridiculous yeah it's all
1: yeah. anti like mob uh correct yeah bullshit. it's very it, archaic oh, laws i'm assuming
2: that are still in place and they you know have to to stick to it at this point
0: Yeah. And the way to capitalize it because it rolls out at a state level, like a lot of the sites that have had success with it, is you actually are like segmenting out your email list or whatever to that specific state and being like, hey, we're going to make some content. You know, say it was, you know, Massachusetts and New England goes live. It's like, go make this bet on the Patriots. And you're like playing to that demographic where it's not just like one rollout where everyone has it. Like you have to be very, you know, direct with it.
2: Yeah, years ago, I'm assuming, I mean, it was it had to be an absolute printer when all this became legal. Yeah. Now we're at the point where it's like, man, it's like, again, you got to go state by state. So Massachusetts is going live next week. Check out all your customers, sort it by the zip code and, you know, fire off a deal to these people. It's, But, you know, back then it had to be very the, easy, I'd assume.
1: Yeah. The way I would have sold it, this doesn't matter though. I would have said, uh, like, like you can get this, you can get the, you know, you can get the $100 bonus from other people or you can get it from me and like, you know, I'd like it, like, it's more of like, you you know uh, like we live in a content creator world now. Right. And like people, this is why I always say like, you know, if like me and Pete have talked about like run peer charges a lot for their hat or whatever, I'm on board for like your content creator kind of. So like basically charge $40. They're not like looking for the best deal on hats. Right. They want to support your work. It's really like a cool way to support a content creator. So like, $40 Forty dollar hat isn't like a ripoff, right? They're like they don't want to give you money directly, you know. Some people yeah, like they feel yeah, yeah. weird about it. I'll so, just
2: overpay for the hat. And we'll you, for right? the hat
1: <laughs> and yeah, but it's not an overpay, right? It's yeah, I know like, what you're saying. Supporting, yeah, supporting supporting the guy in the, like this. It should work the same way with like sports betting uh, promotions. Like, like I'm not like guaranteeing you're gonna win sports betting, but if you're gonna sign up, like sign up under yeah. my shit, you yeah. know, like right. you you follow me, like that's how I I would would sell it Um, but like more generally like how like what percentage you guys are doing on sports betting like how do you feel about sports betting content
2: Uh, another one of those situations where I've kind of you know been at it for a little while and I I see what sells and I see what doesn't sell and man it just the 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 content around sports betting it's a tough it's a tough world to survive in man I mean it, it really really is and I think a lot of people would be surprised at how the customer base really isn't all that interested in it. I mean, there's some people that do it really well. And in order to be successful in the, the sports betting part of the content space, you really have to sell your soul. You have to be the Vegas Dave. You have to be our guy, Tommy G. You have to be that sort of person. Sean
0: Perry, get a Sean Perry yeah, reference I mean, in yeah. there. There's a ton of
2: them. I mean, but you have to be that sort of person for it to, to work. I mean, if you're just going on and, and posting your picks for the day, it doesn't sell as much as people have seen. And maybe other sites are more success than I have in the past, but it just, it, it doesn't sell like people think. And, you know, from a business perspective, I mean, the fantasy stuff just is, is so much more popular and, and so much more interesting to the customer base um that you know for for us and what we're doing moving forward yeah i mean we're going to have some uh sports betting stuff but it's never going to be a a main feature i think the way you can do sports betting good is to have the tools that can be used both ways you can use these tools for fantasy stuff but you can also find some props and some over-unders and and things along the way but just posting like picks and plays in terms of bets and things like that it doesn't sell in the space
0: I think that's, what's kind of frustrating about the current DFS ecosystem, right? Like all the incentives are skewed towards sports betting, right? Like these sites are willing yeah. to pony up whether affiliate sponsorship deals, et cetera. And we look around, I mean, DraftKings, you know, phones it in. I mean, FanDuel, whatever is a poor man's version of phoning it in. That's what they're yeah. doing. So it's like, it sucks that, I mean, to really, what, get the most out of the ecosystem from like a financial business standpoint is probably building tools, right? Yeah. Um, being in the content game, it's, I, I agree that you can have success doing it, but it also, I think is really hard to scale without other added incentives, kind of like fueling the ecosystem.
2: hundred percent agree. And uh, I mean, there's, there's just, there's, there's no doubt uh, about it. I mean, it's, you need the tools you need, you need something more to get people excited. And, you know, you know, I don't know if I want to transition to this point, to this conversation at this point, but some of the price tags right now in this industry in terms of content, I mean, it is it's wild to me. And I, I sit back and try to justify it as someone that plays like higher stakes, like how much money someone would need to make consistently in order to, to, to pay some of these price tags. I mean, you're talking the industry standard now for some of the bigger sites in the industry has turned into like $600 like per sport. And they're hitting you up on these new sports starter, $100 per month per sport. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know how people can continue to just jam that down and, and pay it. I understand there's high at level players that, that probably can use some of that stuff to their advantage. But, man, it's, um, the price tags are, are getting a little out of control in my eyes.
1: Yeah, especially when you add it, add it all up when you count the optimizer yeah. or SIM product or. Yeah. Yeah. I was in this... just talking about that with uh, another DFS yeah. pro yesterday.
2: Yeah. And again, I mean, I'm not obviously I'm coming on here to talk to you guys. And, uh, you know, we had a great time last time, so I figured to come back. But part of it is, you know, I wanted to talk about our business model, which is different than that, because we wanted to create a a price tag uh, uh, packages that make sense for people, provide them an alternative. So they don't necessarily feel like they have to pay the six hundred dollars per sport. And a lot of times it's just for two pieces of content, you're getting projections or you're just getting the SIM tool or whatever it may be, we're always going to keep our price tag low. And now we're at the point where we offer all the main sports on DraftKings with projections, with ownership for as low as $49 a month. If you want you know, an annual package, we're, it's $500 for everything we offer on our site, projections, ownership. If you like the core plays, if you like player pools, if you like you know, slate plans, whatever you like, $500 for the entire year. Like, I just don't understand what people are getting out of these big boy price tags that they absolutely you know feel like they need to have its just it's wild to me and then you see the sim stuff as well that you kind of touched on which i get you you know people can use the simulation tools to their advantage but we're talking like one percent of players we're talking the top end players a mid-grade player intermediate player can't use that shit to their
1: advantage there's no damn way so. And yeah, they shouldn't even be max entering, honestly. they, they Exactly. They, yeah. be like they should play the three entries. yeah, maybe 20. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I agree. But that's me. the disingenuous part that I don't like seeing where I get the topic and I understand that people were using these and, and they are able to make a lot of money by using the, the simulations. But the sites took that and, and kind of ran with it and said, oh, okay, well, let's just take this. We'll just sell it to everyone knowing these people are going to have no fucking clue how to use this stuff. We'll just sell it to our customer base because they trust us. And we're just raking the money and that's kind of what happened and and that's the stuff in the industry that i just really do not like to see and you know we'll never be about
0: that over here and i think there's a couple i think dynamics to it once there's a signaling thing it's like you know uh you know it still doesn't cost that much uh say like lobster prices. And I just bear with me for a second, but if you like charge someone $4 for a lobster sandwich, they're going to be like, how long has this lobster meat been sitting out? Like (laughs) I want a (laughs) a $38 lobster roll. That's how I know it's good. Like, I think that happens a little bit with the SIM product too, right? We're trying to signal to people how important, how valuable this is. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just guessing that's what goes into it. And then on top of it, they deal with and you deal with this too, right? There's a dynamic of Brian's the perfect example, right? Like Brian can subscribe to all of these sites for, you know, to input his model, see what other people are doing, yada, yada. And at the volume Brian plays, it's an obvious business write off expense makes complete Mm -hmm. sense. Like it's almost too cheap for what Brian does. But then if you have a casual hand builder, who's only going to play a hundred dollars a slate, then they're completely priced out of it. And so then you have a a demographic of users that is like hyper-polarized. And it's like, we'd sure love to charge Brian a lot more, but charging, you know, one of these guys who's only, you know, a couple entries, we'd like to charge them a lot less.
2: Yeah, no, I I totally get that again. And that could just go as, you know, Brian's a 1% type guy that's going to be able to take these tools and use that to his advantage. You know, if you are going to roll out something like that, like I, I think you need to, provide some education behind it, some training behind it, some tutorials behind it. This was just like a rush in. And these, these the owners of these sites, they knew what they were going to do. Like they knew they were going to get a bunch of novice to intermediate players that say, man, you know what? If I don't get this, I'm not going to be able to win playing DFS anymore. So I just have to have it. They'll pay the price tag because they trust these businesses. But the businesses know that these people are, it's just going to be a sunking cost for them when, when they do sign up because they'll never be able to use it to their advantage.
0: I think there's also a dynamic of in, I, I'm even seeing like a, a whole array of, of type of DFFs players in the chat today, but in someone was bringing up the idea of, you know, community and vibes and who you consume content from, like that is a huge element of it, right? Where it's like, if all the tools are equal or whatever, and you can just go get this information or you can press optimize or you can run SIM and get it like, yeah, there are going to people who just want to do that. Give me the shortcut. Let me get Mm -hmm. it in good. But there all are a lot of people who like want to make this a hobby as part of their Mm -hmm. identity. They want to hang out with the same guys for two hours before lock and then chop it up with the people in the discord after. And those are like two very different things that again are difficult to price.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that kind of goes to, you know, stepping back from the, the SIM stuff There's you know, with what I see and with our business, there's a lot of people that work the nine to five job. They want to come on to ship and they just want to see who we're playing for the day. They're, they're not going to go in. They don't necessarily want to, you know, take the time to do the research. They just want, you know, what we would call core plays. Who's, you know, Tambo playing for PGA this week, who's title playing for MMA this week. They just want that sort of quick answer quick relief. But again, that's just kind of like one piece of the puzzle in, in the DFS content space. You can't just be all about that that one thing. You have to also cater to the group of people that wants to get better. Like you said, they want to take this from like maybe a hobby to a spot where they're able to make a little additional income. And that's something that we've tried doing with the education videos uh, for NFL and PGA. We did a four-hour NFL education video, just walking step by step by step. And I'm not saying I know all the answers to these questions. I'm not saying I'm going to guarantee that someone's going to turn into a profitable DFS player. But at the end of the day, with what, you know, our goal is to make somebody a better DFS player um, if they want to get better and, you know, provide them the tools and the support and the community aspect like you touched on is super, super important. Uh, You know, the, the discord community is massive. Like you said, a lot of people want to go in there build their teams. And then when these these slates start, they want to be in there talking about it or before the slate, they want to talk strategy. And it's important to not only provide a, a community like that for customers, but a, a solid community where people feel comfortable. I mean, I've been in a lot of different discords where it's a little more toxic and people are, you know, not necessarily encouraging or not very, very helpful. Um, in our discord, it's, you know, man, a lot of people in their like-minded has not, we haven't had any of the bullshit where, you know, people are saying negative comments. It's just a good, friendly uh, community. And that's a, another very important aspect that, that you touched on there for sure.
1: Um, I, I think it's kind of important to note that really though, the cost can be zero if you do all this yourself. Like you can make your own projections, you can make your own optimizer, mm-hmm. even in yeah. Excel, you don't even need that much you there. there are, you could download stuff that people put mm-hmm. on the internet for free. You could make your own Sims. I did. So the yeah. the cost really is zero if you want it to be. So I don't like. I do want to talk about this morality thing a little more. But uh, Pete brought up the um, the community thing, uh, which which is, of course is why you, you know you get you know you merge with someone like DGen Seventy Five. Yeah. But also like I kind of thought that like it was surprising when stochastic let go ship ship my money and neil because you know like that's kind of like anti the community. This is kind of the point we were trying to like, one of the points we were trying to make before is like, well, they got this, you know, you have this whole community structure that Pete just described so perfectly, right? Like you just got a bunch of guys who want to, you know, be part, you know, ship, you know, 10 lamps, maybe talk shit and then ship, listen to shit my money yeah. and then go into the discord and talk shit with them, you know, and see what he thinks about a late swap or something like that. And so like, um, you know, obviously there's ton more factors going on too in a business yeah. I'm just saying, like, generally speaking, like, what what did you think about those moves?
2: Yeah, so, you know, I've
1: had conversations
2: with Adam in the past. I don't know him super well, but it seems like a a very knowledgeable guy in the industry. I know a lot of people like his content. He's been at it for a while. Um, Seems like a very solid dude. And, you know, from the outside, you know, looking in, when you you see big moves like that, you – you know, you'd have to imagine there's, it was for some sort of financial reason would be my guess. Again, I don't know for sure. I have no inside information. Um, But, you know, again, it's that or, you know, people go over there to see a guy like him and he's been there for a while. He's been in the industry for a while. Um, Yeah, I don't, I honestly don't know, but, you know, hopefully, you know, he gets something going. Seems like a good dude. I mean, I don't have you know, too much to say about it, but it does make you wonder about what's going on at some of these, you know, bigger sites are, you know, the first thing that clicks in my head, uh, as a competitor is like, are people finally saying, Hey, enough is enough. I'm not paying these big price tags anymore. Uh, I'm moving on. I'm looking for an alternative, a more cost-effective, alternative, uh, alternative. Like that's kind of the light bulb going off in my head. And if you are, this is a spot shipping nation, nice and cheap for you, affordable.
0: How do you, as someone who's running a site, how do you crunch the numbers on whether an ad like a tout ad and let's even separate it from dgen someone who has like a fully established community youtube discord i think that's a slightly different thing than let's just say someone who only has like a twitter persona like how do you value what they could potentially bring in because you're you're getting a couple things right you say you hire a guy like shit my money you are getting vibes you're getting a personality you're getting Mm -hmm. a character you're also getting them making content but at the end of the day too, is there value just how many people they can convert and maintain as subs? Like how do you even factor that into yeah. a model?
2: So it's definitely a, a business, you know, that's a, definitely a business decision. Like when you, when you look at someone like him or adding him to your staff, obviously there is going to be a, a pretty substantial cost. I don't know exactly, uh, you know, what he was making in the space. I have a pretty good guess, you know, based on, you know, what others make or have made um but from again from what i've seen it it's hard to justify bringing on a a big salaried content creator i mean it just it truly is i mean you have to figure i'll just throw out a number let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars okay from a business if you're looking at the bottom line how do you go about recouping a hundred thousand dollars in cost you know how yeah. many people is this guy going to bring on? And i'm not talking about him specifically just in general no, no, how many know. how many subscribers is this guy going to bring over what sort of packages are these people going to sign up for are they going to be people that sign up for an annual package are they going to sign up for a six month are they going to sign up for a one month package um it, it's really hard to, to quantify it and you know that's how that situation differs from the uh, degenerate 75 situation he had a very successful business and obviously over the course of the last couple months you know signed ndas and we were able to see exactly what he's built and you know i'll be honest it, it honestly blew us away like i very impressive from essentially one man he has a team but he's the only front-facing person for the most part over there what he was able to, to build over the course of a, of a year and a half, but in terms of just bringing someone on, paying them big bucks to do content, um, you know, I'll be honest, it is it's it's tough to to justify it and and come up with the scenario where it's going to pay off for your bottom line.
1: I would say too, Pete, like that. These like conversely from like the um personality that like the tout perspective like they got to be careful of getting used because like you know just hearing that makes me think like oh well you just sign a guy for two months all his fans will sign up and then they're not gonna you know you're not gonna get much more out of them than that and and then get rid of them well the
2: one thing i have noticed doing this for many years being on the business side for four or five a lot of this is seasonal honestly i mean you guys know that as well but i mean there are big peaks like you in this space you have to make your money from september through january essentially like that's the the big money maker and a lot of people if you're doing all the sports obviously there's some sites that only cover certain sports so i mean this did recently happen towards the end of nfl when when these playoffs or, or cuts t- took place which does make sense because that's when the stuff starts to, to dry up a little bit if you're not super innovative
0: yeah and i think yeah, Brian, one of the things you can, that smash and grab type element, I think mm-hmm. that works probably way more. Like say, so let's use the example. Let's just say again, this tout, hundred commands, a hundred thousand. Let's say a new sports book rolls out and they're offering a $250 CPA for every user. And you weaponize them on Twitter to get them to sign up for the sports book. And you're just, you know, you're paying his salary and you're raking it in. And then, and then you let him go. Whereas if you're bringing them on to be a tout, There is like a, they have to maintain that there has to be a stickiness because if they just then piece and you're like, wait, the guy you just hired that I signed up for is no longer here. Like you're probably going to have a lot of attrition in that regard. But I do think you can, there are certain things like that, that you could smash and grab.
2: Yeah. Yeah, But I I will say just to kind of touch on that uh, topic one more time. It's like, I think on the outside looking in, people think, oh my gosh, this site has this big name that came over now their member base is just gonna explode. It's just not as big as, as people think, no matter what the name is. Like you're not getting that massive influx of people coming. I, I don't know if it's like a played out routine or, or whatever it may be, but you're just not, you just don't get that huge, huge push that I think that the outside uh, thinks happens. It just doesn't happen like that.
1: Hmm. Um. Can I can I bring it back to this uh, the morality kind of more mm-hmm. uh, topic? I was just thinking about this on the treadmill. I was listening to Spanky. Good oh, spot to do fact. some thinking. Good spot yeah. to do some thinking. And yeah, the the humble brag about some uh, exercise. I and like that. Cardio. That's actually? right. Yeah, once every year. Once a year. <laughs> um, you're thinking. You, th- you think once a year, treadmill once a year. You'll be, <laughs> you'll be everything else will take care of itself. Yeah, life's um, good. Uh, i was listening to spanky on that what was that podcast you turned me on to risk takers
0: yeah risk takers is a good podcast
1: um and he's talking in, in in so i don't know how much you know you know about him but like the the, the morality of like the the professional sports better we talked about this a couple times huh? i it's it's very questionable to me like just in general um and like i was kind of like tearing the profe- like the the skill gambling. In my head, and so like in my head, I think like the number one, um, like most moral is DFS. <laughs> like maybe I'm biased, but I also played poker for a living for seven yeah. years, so but I think poker is two. And then I think underneath that is like a three A and three B, like like blackjack, and then sports betting is the lowest, yeah. but they're yeah. close. And like my reasoning is like like if you if like does like a bar have a right to kick a customer out, right? Does a private employer, a uh, private company have a like a right to deny you service? And I think like most reasonable people, the vast majority of reasonable people would say, yes, of course, clearly. Like, I don't want to sell you my, my shovel. I don't have to, right? It's mine. In sports betting, like their whole, the professionals, their whole business is subverting like the rules of like these private businesses not wanting their service. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I say that it's still okay to do that is because they're in they're in bed with the government. They kick out competition. There'd be tons mm-hmm. more sports books that would allow you to gamble and wouldn't limit you without this this uh, moding off interference from the state. So, like, fuck them. You know they're going to screw you in in the capital. So, like, you might as well you know get yours anyways. So, like, but even that is kind of questionable. And so like leaving aside, uh, you know, like the touting morality, like, do you have any thoughts on any of that? Either of you guys, you know, this is more like kind of podcast talk. You're like bullshitting. Like, do you have any thoughts on any of that? Either of you.
0: I mean, Go one one thing that popped up into my head that's kind of interesting is, you know, how like the sites we had the thing when J-Mac was on about the self-exclusion and stuff, how it's like. <laughs> was,
2: I got to say, how did you guys sit there with a straight face when, when he was spewing some of that shit? I give you credit. <laughs> I give you guys fucking credit for that.
0: We're actors. Um, (laughs) Yeah, hell of a job. Uh, but it is funny. You think about the disconnect, right? Like you could have a gambling problem and go self-exclude and yet you could continue to like subscribe to a tout site or whatever. And like be part, like, it's just funny how it's, it's only shutting off like a portion of it, you know, relative to how, like, there's just a disconnect for what it would actually mean to step away where it's like, oh, we're going to stop. Well, you can go to another site where you're not self-excluded, or you could go hang out into the discord where everyone's talking about gambling. Like there isn't a consistency to it. That's kind of, I think to Brian's point, like pokes holes in the, like the morality side of it.
2: Yeah. And like with, with the sports betting stuff, I mean, it's definitely like, uh, I definitely say the, the slimiest of, you know, touting for sure. I mean, there's just no way around it. And honestly, I think that's why it's the least successful in our space. And I know it's the least successful because uh, the numbers don't bear out. Like people aren't interested in it. And, and what percentage of the general public, is out there winning sports bets consistently. It's got to be just a a fraction of a percentage. Like you can't beat these books. And I think over time people realize that. And that's just why it's not successful content. I mean, there's groups of people that I'm sure beat the books, but then, like you said, they kind of get limited. Right? Um, It's just, it just is not successful because people over time realize like, wait, like there's no secret sauce to this, but if there is a secret sauce to it, no one's telling you what it is. So you might as well give up.
1: Yeah, and also to Pete's point like it's way less a community I feel like like than DFS. Like it's much more interesting to talk an hour or two before the game yeah. about DFS topics than yeah. than you know, well, you know, you know uh Niners minus 2, you know, like oh, it's it's cheaper on FanDuel. Okay, thanks. Like that's like the <laughs> yeah. of of yeah. uh, community experience. Yeah, it's but but it's just like to to me like I don't know how much you pay attention online. I know you you you're uh you're an in real life bro, cutting your grass and going to baseball games, right? Yeah. But us yeah. online bros, like there's a lot of 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 there's a huge community of of sports betters who shame all the touts in the world. And it's just it's just you know kind of strange that like your whole business is like subverting the rules of these private companies. And by the way, yeah. I think my reasoning for them doing that being OK, they don't even know that, you know, they don't even really yeah. think about it from that angle. And so like they're, they're like they have all these illegal accounts, you know, essentially breaking terms and services of these private companies yeah. that they wouldn't do like at Ace Hardware or something, you know, they wouldn't like abuse that company. Yeah. Um. And then just go, but touts are the absolute worst. You yeah. know, like I think the reason it's bad the reason, out free picks. Oh my. Yeah. god.
2: I think the reason uh, the DFS stuff can be so successful on, from a, a touting perspective is people people come to it for a variety of different reasons. There's people that, you know, just want projections. There's people that just want to know who a certain person is playing today. There's people uh, that want to be in the community and there's people that, you know, want to be chatting before lock. There's people that want to be in the discord chatting after lock. There's people that want to consume absolutely everything and use it to their advantage. And so many different angles. That's why, you know, I think moving forward, the most successful, sites for in our space are going to be the ones that offer like the all encompassing package, not just one certain thing like these projections or these now, yeah, top end players, maybe they're just looking for as many different projection sets as possible. But with what we're dealing with, with, you know, more intermediate to novice to beginner type players, Um, you know, they're coming for a variety of different reasons and, and just speaking on the the moral grounds of that, I would just feel terrible charging someone a lot of money. So everyone gets a a fair price tag and, uh, call it a day.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, the only piece of like sports betting content for, for me that I've felt. Felt natural as we, we did it over on ship chasing this year where we built a, a pick entry on underdog shared it with the community and then we all sweat it together with a companion live stream and yeah. like that was the community element where I see a lot of, you know, the engagement farmers who are crushing with that kind of stuff and it's like it does seem very transactional there are people who want just a bet to tail. And if you just telling them that it feels like they're getting permission to tail that I'm completely fine with that, but there is like nothing else to it. Right. There's no communal sweat. It's them either coming back and being like, thanks King or fuck you for for failing. And like, that's it. And then we just move on and do it the next day. Like there's something very hollow about it for me. And I don't have like a moral stand, like go, go off King, like get that affiliate money, get your threads going and stuff. But it just like, it doesn't seem fun or interesting to me.
2: Agree. And then you kind of touch on something there. Like people are always looking for, you know, just like the verification of their thoughts, like DFS sports betting, whatever it is they want. You know, if they say, Oh, I like this play, they want Mm -hmm. someone to say, Oh, so do I. And then it's like, all right, then this has to be a good play. I mean, people are looking for that in you know, all different uh, walks of life. So that, that angle of it definitely makes sense.
1: That's true. That is a a big bias. Um, You know, the, the, the the way I wanted it to go is because like, From a content perspective, morally, I think the issue is like the best you can do is is get your guy limited. Like that's that's what you're hoping for is your sub will eventually be limited because you win so much, which is what's going to happen. You know, so like because because like let's be real, like no, I would argue no content site right now can beat sides or totals. Right. I mean, I think everyone would agree with that. So like, yeah. if you're not betting the meat and potatoes, you're going to get you're you're like 95 percent plus chance you're going to get limited, which would be like the best possible outcome for you here because you don't want them to lose, obviously. Yeah. So like there needs to be some sort of solution there.
2: Well, I can tell you one thing. Um, I must be a pretty bad sports better because I've never been limited. The net, so yeah. if, you need, if you need someone <laughs> to play some bets for you, I'm your guy.
1: <laughs> That's well. That's that's my idea. Like I said yeah. it before, but like I wouldn't want to do it through the blockchain, obviously, yeah. because I don't want people to uh, you know get ripped off or whatever yeah. from each other. But like there really needs to be a shared shared accounts. Like, yeah. but the the problem is I think it would always break the terms of services. And if you're running like an LLC or something, you don't want to run that kind of business. So like there there's I, there's probably never going to be a solution here. Like kind of the thing ETR does and right angle sports started this trend was where they do the time release picks, but like, it's like, like not everyone is around their computer at two o'clock or whenever the line comes out and they're going to release it. So like, um, but that is semi communal too. So like, but like, yeah, somehow if there was a way where they could, you know, legally share, share accounts, um, then maybe you could get like just, you know, a thousand people together, all sweating the same
0: bet. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it would be such a good bit for one of the guys that do the uh, the Twitter threads for like their picks of the day, and they're like, "We've been crushing too hard. We got to bet an NFL side today. Where it's all about account health, guys. We're just betting Chiefs plus three. <laughs> Let's throw the sports books off the set. We've been hitting them too hard. That's how you'd really. I'd be like, Holy cow! He's talking yeah. about account health. This means he's really crushing it. Who did yeah. that? No, I'm saying it'd be a great. Bet. Oh, that's yeah. a great bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: So, so, like basically every bet, every bet is an account health bet. Like yeah, you know,
0: account like, health, it's like these these locks, dude, just keep hitting. So we have to get the fish bets in. Um, Another you know, quick topic from just... a
2: previous show that I want to touch on real, real yeah. quick. You know, there's a lot of you know back and forth. The best of all time is Yoda Cow. Like, there's no, there's no yeah. one else. Like that, that that shouldn't even be a, a topic of uh, debate at this point.
1: I okay. think we we both. Agreed. When once Wilson,
2: his name came on, that was a that was a boss man. That was a. boss. what? What, what? I can't even think about it. Who was on and uh, trying to claim that he was the best? Whistles? Uh, oh yeah, that was come on, man! Like that was that was, that was weak.
0: Or was Whistles right. claiming he was the best, or was he just throwing kind of a little shade at Utica being the best? I think was what it was. Uh, it
2: was. It was different. We- different approach, but it's it's Ooh. it's definitely go
1: I mean, I don't know if we're spilling the beans here, Pete. Maybe we already have, but like, he can't He was DMing us, saying like he was going to come on and you know post all this stuff about talk about you. He's talking a big game coming in, yeah. But then he didn't really, yeah, he didn't really have any receipts to to back it up.
0: Well, we also need it's it's like the same thing that happens right with um like MVP or any kind of nebulous award where everyone's working with different definitions you know where it's like oh you know whistles was like how many millies have you won and then someone else is like well what's just your net profit all time and then you know brian will bring up a point about well longevity like means something like how long have you been in the game because a lot of guys have you know burned too bright and then you know flashed out it's like we need an actual definition but it does seem like uh checks almost every one of those boxes Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure
1: for sure he's the uh he's the ultimate brain player too yeah, love it, and that's what and probably why I like them. Doesn't use stems. <laughs> the,
0: the uh how? Uh, what? What is your best best sport right now? Hoop for DFS.
2: Honestly, well, I had a good end of the uh, NFL season. I had a what was it a conference championship at a fifty fifty thousand hit, but the one that I've been winning at most consistently, which is a shocker to me because I knew nothing about this sport prior to three years ago, is uh, UFC MMA. It's been my most consistently winning sport. And again, I knew nothing about it. And I literally I mean, um, I use our content from from title and and Marley and that's it. It's really the only thing I look at. And it's fun sport to sweat too. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a sweat. If you know you're live going into that main event and you got two dudes getting locked in the cage and they're about to beat the shit out of each other, it's fun to sweat that. But yeah, it's been my most consistent sport recently, surprisingly. You're you're oh go
0: ahead.
1: You're not you're not a big um a big dupe bro like 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 we are right like you i'm the idiot idiot that usually is duping with everyone i'm working on that i'm working on that though because now 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 that i'm
2: more in the 150 streets i'm a little more cautious like in the past i would just do 150 as an addition to everything else i was doing so i didn't put a lot of time into it you know i'd do like for golf i'd do like 20 in the 555 or the 888 whatever they have that week and then i'd just quickly run 150 i know everyone would make fun of me because i had the most duplicated stuff and all i'm like all right calm down a little bit now i'm putting in a little more time and kind of figuring it out a little bit more so i'm trying to limit those dupes as much as possible mm-hmm. but in the past i was a i was a bad uh, offender of that And i know you guys probably uh because
0: hasn't that always there, been your style like you've been traditionally like a one lineup guy right like yeah built the best lineup the and play years. It. yeah okay and is that um, a shift just because of like what the, the market is like in these contests?
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've always been a proponent to, to switching up your plays as needed. And, you know, you see a lot of people, they it's, you know, I've been doing this for, I don't know, almost 12 years playing. You see, that's why you see a lot of those people they get to the top and then they disappear. Cause they don't reevaluate like their style of player. What they, the worst thing you can do in DFS is wake up every single day, enter the exact same contest, and not look back at your results and, and see how things are changing. There's a lot of different dynamics that should lead you to reevaluate um, your style of play. Obviously, if you get on a hot streak or a cold streak or you're seeing certain tra- trends, but – it's part that part um you know family stuff situation i coach my kids uh, sports team so i'm not able to get in there i'm not playing a lot of nba dfs right now i mean it's just too too much of a grind for me at this point my main focus right now in terms of what i'm playing nfl well not nfl anymore but it was nfl mma pga uh, and, and baseball do as well. These time – I think Osmo talked about it too, which I agree with. I mean, like these time commitment sports, it's tough to do. Like the NBA stuff, I've been doing it for so long, and it's just it's, – it's a, it's a grind. I mean, it is an absolute grind. But, yeah, in terms of which contests I'm playing, I, I'm more 150 for golf this week. I did 20 teams. I put it in everything I could, like the 555, and then everything down from that. Um, some weeks I'll do 150, but, you know,
1: just kind of doing I- – I don't. I'm not trying to persuade you, but they have partitioned the NBA schedule. So I don't know if you've noticed. I know. That. I've yes, gotten but, a lot of. I've gotten
2: a lot of emails and texts from my rep. So trying to trying to draw me back
1: in. But man, it's
2: like I've been out for most of the season. It's like right. And know. like
1: there's some like some slates though. It's just beautiful. Like it'll be six. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know where you live, but I'm Central Time, so it's six. Okay, so you seven to eight, and you're done. Yeah. But that's is- not every time. So like yesterday yeah, was all the way not- till nine. No. Um, but they but I don't know, I like it a lot more. I feels like a lot of other people do as well because they haven't changed it.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I know for a fact, like you know, those full slates with full late swap and all that, like I'm at a massive disadvantage. Like massive mm-hmm. NBA used to be my best sport um when I first started doing this. Like nowadays, I'll be the first to admit, like, I'm not good getting in there, making all the proper swaps with NBA. Like I'm at a huge disadvantage. And that's kind of why I said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, out on the sport, which is you know fine to do, but I, man, it is fun though. It's another sport. That's really fun to sweat, you know, to watch it, you know, nonstop action, nonstop fantasy points being scored. So I do miss it a little bit. So maybe, maybe you've uh, encouraged me to to come back at some point.
0: So, I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but just to confirm. So for all of your DFS play, you don't use sims at all. Have you ever used a sim product?
2: Um, So we're partnered with the solver and we had a meeting with them and they kind of walked us through it. And uh, I tried a couple NFL slates and it just wasn't even working for me. I didn't know what I was doing. I obviously wasn't paying close enough attention. It just, it just doesn't work for me. So um, no, the answer is a, a hard
0: no. Okay. So do you, is it, is it Sims in general, or you just haven't found a Sim product that works for you? Or are you just kind of like, I, I just want to build how I build?
2: Yeah, pretty much. And, um, you know, I'm kind of stubborn in, in my approach and in, in terms of the way I build my teams and, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. Like I, I there is value and I think you have to be one, a very smart person with like technology and the way these things work you have to understand the contest you have to have good projections good ownership I just think there's so many factors that go into it and it's just you know not for me again I think you know the top one percent of guys can probably use it to their probably less than that less than one percent of guys can use it to their advantage and um you know it's just something that's not for me
0: it's interesting because you just came off saying like how you have a you know, what's the term growth mindset to how you are, you know, thinking about your DFS play, evaluating, changing, you know, how you do it, but then be kind of closed off to Sims when this does, you know, feel like the frontier. Are you worried about casuals catching up to you because of these sophisticated Sims tools?
2: Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, potentially, but again, I I have the mindset that I just don't think many people are going to be able to use them to their advantage. And, you know, I've had success, you know, over the last couple of years, building 150, obviously, you know, winning the Millie maker and then I've had other big wins. So for me at this point, I don't think I need to change, uh, you know, my style of play or my approach. But again, like I said, you know, I'm always reevaluating my game and what I need to do. So maybe at some point I'll have to dig into it a little bit more, but at this point, you know, I'm not super worried about it. And, you know, I just, I just don't use them.
0: Yeah.
1: So do you think, uh, Big T should man up and do our show. He hasn't done it.
2: <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. I mean,
0: that we, we do have to ask the age-old question we ask all of our guests. Um, <laughs> are you on Team Run Pure Sports or Team Ship It Nation? <laughs> that team that ship, it nation, baby?
2: team if- ship It Nation, Team Ship It
0: would that not have been the greatest heel turn of all time? <laughs> so I'm peel back, off
2: lecture, I'm back,
1: we're we're back. back.
2: <laughs> Get the two hats. Lay out the two hats. Got the, the run pier in the ship. Hit. Where's Hoop <laughs> DGEN's in. Hoop's out. Uh,
0: um, well, Hoop, appreciate you coming by. I, I'm going to have to think of what what can I title this episode to try to come close to the amount of views we got last time you were on? <laughs>
2: it's gonna to be tough like i said in the opening it's
1: uh who yeah, 20 calls big t coward
0: yeah <laughs> just like calls big t a big pussy what Maybe did that <laughs> what did hoop just say yeah, uh, it's gonna
2: to, to be have, tough to beat those numbers from uh from 2023
1: have, yeah
0: have things changed are you more like cordial or friendly with any of those guys now that there's been some time like have you and big t exchanged any kind of words since then?
2: No, not much communication. I mean, the only time I'm communicating them with is, you know, from a business perspective, if something comes my way, obviously, I have, you know, my address was associated with, with their business. So, I'll, you know, send it their way. And that's about it. Nothing on a personal level, which you know, is what it is. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Um, Brian, anything uh, else from you today?
1: Uh, no, I don't think we got it. I mean, uh, I thought, I thought that was a good, a good move by you guys that we talked about earlier where, he uh, he has got uh, like a dedicated following, so good luck. appreciate with the it. merger., yeah, yeah, definitely appreciate it. We're excited. Good
2: fit for what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, appreciate all of you guys in the chat. There' are definitely a, a lot of new faces here just for hoop from Ship It Nation. Uh, I believe there was some NBA DFS talk that was breaking out in here for a long time. did not recognize some of those words, but uh, happy to provide a place for you guys. To talk about this upcoming slate, we are here every uh, Thursday at 1.30 PM Eastern, except next Thursday. I'm I'm going I'm going dark for a week. I'm just taking a full week off. No stuff. Brian can maybe do a fake lulls with Davis. Maybe another one of those. How did that? How was that received last week, Brian?
1: Oh, pretty good. Well, yeah, we'll see if Davis has time. Maybe we'll do another fake lulls.
0: <laughs> there you go. You could get to the bottom of who owns. Where you you're gone days. last week, right? Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. just uh, I'm a lazy content creator uh you know uh so no excited i mean every everyone's out here already drafting best ball teams i needed a little man. hit the reset button and then we uh and then we can come back with the fire man. of a thousand suns yeah neil's out here making his own thumbnails in the content game these days nice uh, yeah. yeah Been taking oh, yeah. notes from chess liam on how to make thumbnails i see uh all right appreciate all of you guys thanks to hoop Check him out over at Chip It Nation. Uh, shout out to Degenerate75. Congrats to him and the whole gang. We'll see you guys in two weeks here on LOLs. Peace.